This is episode eight of Cap Chat, season two. I am one of your hosts, John Honaker. I am your other host, Mary Claire Kunkel. And we have two amazing guests, as always. We just we just cycle through amazing guests. That's that's the bar. Amazing, and you guys are it. So tell us why you're amazing. <laughs> Okay, so uh, my name is Allie Russ. I am a um, third-year junior student here at Capital University. I'm studying marketing and entrepreneurship here, um, and I have loved Capital ever since I came here. I'm involved in fraternity and sorority life. I'm a part of Alpha Sigma Alpha Sorority as well as Delta Sigma Pi Business Fraternity. Um, Whoa. And then, yeah, I'm a little busy and I have a couple on-campus jobs. Um, and I used to run cross-country and track, but I kept uh, getting some stress fractures in my shin. So I unfortunately had to stop. Um, but I did love that experience as well. Man, we're we're running out of uh, screen real estate at the bottom of your, like, resume. <laughs> it's, it's too much. But that's awesome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm Kirsten Moore. I'm an associate provost here, which means I work in the office of the vice president for learning. And I'm also on the business faculty. So I teach leadership uh, and management classes. And I've worked at Capital for 25 years now. So oh, I've man. done a lot of things, work with a lot of students. I'm actually the advisor for our business um, fraternity, Delta Sigma Pi. I've advised other student organizations as well and just really love working with students. That's good because... They seem to really enjoy being here. Yes. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, so today we are going to talk about class management, what that looks like. So class management is time management. Um, there's definitely a shift from coming from high school into college. There's way more responsibility on that. What do you do with your time? You're not being told what to do. You have to figure it out yourself. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we don't have a sound effect machine for that. So uh, we're going to do um, a real quick exercise. I broke down all the hours in the week based on different uh, sources and all that. So I'm going to ask questions uh, from not only our guests, but even actually some of our uh, crew here to see what they do to get kind of average answers. And I want to see how this plays out. We're going to break down the average week of a college student. Are you guys ready? Yes. <laughs> why, Mary Claire, why do you look so nervous about this? Because I experience the week on a weekly basis. And I, she's not average. Uh, that's I right. Know amazing. That. All the people at this table are amazing. So that's that's the bar. Uh, so how many hours in a week? 168 hours. That's what we got to work with. Uh, so first thing that we need to talk about that you need to be spending your time is classes sleep oh oh <laughs> i answered wrong self-care exactly we'll yeah. get to classes for sure that is a very <laughs> that's a large chunk but we should get some sleep so uh it's recommended by so many studies that you get eight hours of sleep but how many hours of sleep do you do you get regularly would you say Probably like, I get like seven hours. Yeah, maybe. seven, seven and a half, sometimes six. Try to shoot for seven, seven and a half. And that's, yeah, that's usually what, what it comes down to is you're sacrificing sleep. So we're going to say seven hours, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the person that's probably not getting enough is six and then someone getting what the recommended amount, eight. So we're going to do seven hours on average. That's 49 hours gone of the week. 
Uh, then the next that we'll eliminate is food, right? Eating. We spend about uh, three hours a day eating food. That includes preparation, shopping, if you do any shopping, uh, eating, you know, drinking, and then cleaning, looking at all the roommates that don't wash their dishes. <laughs> I don't know if you're to blame for that or if you guys are good roommates. All my roommates are pretty good about washing their dishes, so I'm very lucky, which is great. But... I learned quickly once I had a kitchen that there's not enough counter space, so you mm -hmm. have to do them immediately because I will forget. <laughs> and then it just piles up, and then you have to do them later, so you might as well do them right away. And we're going to be talking about procrastination later. That's going to play into it. Dirty dishes. It's a con. Uh, and then, so that's 21 hours a week for just eating in that category. Uh, and then we spend about an hour on hygiene per day, you know, brushing teeth, combing hair, showering, or at least we're supposed to, uh, seven hours total for the week. Um, and then 15 credit hours is the average, uh, college semester load. How many credit hours are you guys taking this semester? This semester I'm taking 14 credit hours. Okay. I'm taking 14 as well. So mm -hmm. average is 14, 15 mm -hmm. and a credit hour, breaking it down. Uh, is one hour of class lecture that of the time in class and then two hours of class work. So if you take 15 credit hours, you'd have 15 of lecture per week, 15 hours of, of lecture, plus another 30 hours of homework time or spending time on the class work, which totals at about 45 hours per week. Mm -hmm. So we're going we're gonna to say 45 hours to 50 hours mm -hmm. of yeah. class time. Um, so, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what do we spend the most time on? Class time. Uh, so that's 50 hours. And then travel time, probably an hour of walking around to class per week, I'm saying. You walk it's fast. a small campus. Yeah, it's a small campus. Um, sport, music, fraternity, or sorority life, those extracurricular activities. The good rule of thumb for that is that it's an extra class. So we'll say three credit hours per activity. Uh, that's nine total hours. We'll round it to 10 because sometimes, you know, you practice more in music, you do more in sports, you do more in your fraternity or sorority life. Uh, streaming and media consumption. <laughs> Does anyone want to take a guess how many hours per week? Way too much. Yeah, definitely way too much. Anytime I'm walking, I'm streaming because I'm listening to music. So that's at least an hour. Um, I have no idea the actual number. I'm going to guess 12 hours per week. Nice. That's very close. Okay. So it's average between 5 to 10 hours, huh. more likely the 9 to 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, so 10 hours, again, gone. We haven't even discussed work study. Uh, socialization. You do have friends. There is a weekend. Uh, exercise. Now, here's another exercise. Phone time. I'm actually going to take phone time out of the week. How many hours do you all spend on your phone? I've been getting that notification yeah. that tells you how much screen time you have. Yeah. And it's probably around like four, four and a half hours. Four, four yeah. and a half Mine's hours. Mine's usually five. Yeah. Per day? Yeah, it depends. Usually once the semester starts going, it's down more. But again, it's partially because I listen to music That's a great. lot. I'm, I'm never the one that comes in least. So this is great. Like 
Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head, but I use my phone for work a lot. So I do, you know, I do email on my phone. I look at um, university websites on my phone when I'm helping students. So probably more than that. I, I mean, probably four to five hours a day, I would think. Wow. Okay. So my phone at least tells me it's two and a half Two hours and 40 minutes is what I spend. I get excited when I'm down to three. (laughs) (sighs) Listen, it's been two years of me trying. I put on all the notifications of you spent this much time Mm -hmm. trying to cut down. So let's break it down. 168 hours is what we started with. Minus 49 hours for sleep. 21 to 22 hours for eating. Seven hours for hygiene. 50 hours for class and homework. 10 hours for each extracurricular activity, 10 hours for streaming shows, <laughs> uh, 18 hours based on my screen time, which is low, uh, about 18 hours a week. Does anybody want to guess how many hours is left? Negative 10. <laughs> yeah, are we in the negatives? <laughs> it's two hours left. Oh, wow. <laughs> based on that very average, very round numbers. but. Uh, this just shows the importance of you have to be structured with your time. It's very important to know where your time is going, uh, what's important. Um, and, and honestly, something will have to give. There's going to be extra study time. There's going to be things when you're uh, actually as a musician and a couple of the guys on production are musicians. And uh we talked about practicing. It was more time outside of class. It wasn't just two hours per ensemble that you like practiced. It was, you had to learn all the songs for that. So mm-hmm. things to consider. What do you guys think about that? Are those realistic numbers? I mean, sometimes I think like I don't have enough time in the day to get everything done. So that's definitely like, I would say that's probably realistic. Yeah. But I think with, managing out my time better I will have more time to kind of socialize with my friends do other things that like I want to do I was talking about how I want to kind of go and explore Columbus a little more and and go um explore the city of Bexley a little bit more so I think if I manage my time better I'll overall be happier with the kind of lifestyle that I would be living instead of worrying about all these assignments that I have to get done before a certain time right yeah I think one of the transitions for college students is learning to manage their own time. Mm-hmm. So your college schedule is going to look a lot different from your high school schedule. And in high school, you're there often from, you know, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And in college, your schedule might look really open. I mean, so a three-credit hour class, you're just going to meet for three hours a week. Right. And so 15 credit hours, that's 15 hours total in the week in class. But then all of those other things that you were talking about require really good time management skills. And that's where the student has to learn a strategy for their time management. Uh, Whereas in high school, some of that is built into your day of being in the classroom. So it's, it's a transition for sure for students. I think I often, I'm not very good at time management. I'm still learning. It's a process, but I work in bulk and then I relax in bulk and I need to find a way to kind of mix those two together and give myself like small breaks and hold myself accountable because I'll just go and go and go and go. And then I'll just feel like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to do anything. And then I don't get stuff done. And then I have to work more and then relax more. And then it gets all out of balance 
And so, right. yeah, it's definitely something that you have to learn. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a while to learn. So let's talk about time management. What does that look like? What have we learned? One thing that I have learned um, is that whenever I need to work on something um, for school or just work on something really important, I need to kind of leave my residence hall or house or wherever really? I live just because I find that if I am at home and my roommates are there or like friends come by, I just get kind of thrown out of the loop and I have to kind of refocus. Right. So once I like leave my house and go to the library or I come here to the CMC, um, I can kind of sit down, focus in on everything that I want to get done and kind of make a to-do list and slowly cross off the things on my to-do list. And it's kind of like a, a little reward. Right. But I found that leaving my house has really helped me in that aspect. Oh, yeah, totally. So let's talk about that. It's establishing a productive mm-hmm. environment. It's hard to do that. So getting out is definitely a thing. What are some great locations that you find around campus or maybe not on campus that you would find productive? So I found that... um going to the library and actually getting a study room. I did that on Monday. Um, I was able to just kind of go ahead and get myself a study room, establish that place where I could sit down, get some work done. I mean, really focus was, was very productive. And then also Capgrounds coffee shop has been a good place just because if I need, if I find that I need something to drink or if I need coffee, I can get it there. And the Convergent Media Center is also great because I found that it's open 24-7, so if I need to come and work on something um, at kind of a a weird hour, I can. And I can come in, be productive, kind of sit down in a little nook. Um, Hmm. And I found that comfy chairs are really nice (laughs) because then I can just kind of sit, relax, but still get work done. Yeah, it's really nice. I do a lot of my work in the Convergent Media Center because I'm here a lot anyway. And so I find on the first floor, it's hard for me because there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. coming in and out and I'll get distracted by that. But if I go up to the second floor and there's like a lot of like little nooks to go and I have a chair with one of the little desks on it or my own table, I can just kind of spread out and just kind of go into a zone. That's a lot more helpful. But I know that if people are passing, like I'm going to see my friends, I'm going to get caught up in a conversation. I'm not going to get something done. I have to put in like my headphones uh-huh. to kind of block out the sound and just go. If yeah. I see anyone I know, it's kind of like game over. Like I'm going to be talking <laughs> to them for at least five to 10 minutes. Yeah. I think uh, the Blackmore library is great. It's not one of those libraries where you have to be really quiet all the time and you can't eat or drink. You can bring, mm-hmm. you know, beverages or right. um, snacks in there. And I see a lot of students, you know, up on the second floor and either, you know, quiet study spaces or they can get a, a study room that mm-hmm. you can reserve Almost every building has little nooks that you can find um, for that individual, you know, time where you can just kind of, you know, hide yourself away and really be super productive. And I really agree with the strategy of not trying to do homework or studying in your room or in your house because everything is is more appealing at that point mm-hmm. than studying, you know, hanging out with your friends <laughs> or, you know, catching up on your Netflix or... Yes. Um, you know, even doing laundry. Oh, and I will just say I found doing um, homework in the laundry room when I was a student and that was eons ago, but it's like a um, place that not very many people go. Yeah, they, <laughs> they put off going there. And there's like yeah. this white noise going on with dryers and stuff. I just found that very like appealing for 
and, and the place I would not recommend that you do it is in your car. So one challenge if you're a commuter student is trying to get integrated onto campus. And I see commuter students that will go back and sit in their car in between classes. Huh. And there's so many spaces on campus that are more right. comfortable than your car and where you have the chance to meet people, but also are great study opportunities too. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, let's add to that. Can we think of uh, off-campus locations that w- you've found to be really productive, if any? The Bexley Public Library is just down the street. It almost appears like it's on campus how close it is. Oh, wow. And that's good to go to because you're not going to see other Capitol mm-hmm. students there. So I can just kind of go and escape without having to walk very far, except for especially for students without cars and feel like I'm somewhere else. Nice. And I can leave all of that behind me for a little bit and zone in on what I'm doing. Yeah. And then sometimes even going to Starbucks and just kind of sitting down, um, they also have like a quiet study room in the back of Starbucks too that you can just kind of go sit down in. The one close to campus. Yes, the one on on Main Street, the one closest to campus. It's actually, um, that building is actually an old bank. So that quiet study room is the the vault where they kept all the money, um, which is super cool, fun fact. But then kind of going into um, my goal of trying to explore Columbus a little bit more um, right. when I have some free time, I found um, that I've taken a trip down to Stoff's Coffee House. So I'm a big coffee person, so I like going to try and explore different coffee, um, coffee houses in Columbus. Um, and that has been really great to just try and sit down at a table and kind of get things done. Right. So just finding that quiet space um, to be productive, but still enjoy the time around you. And I haven't been to the Bexley Public Library yet, but I was just talking about how I wanted to go because I was driving past it. And I was like, wow, I haven't been there yet. I really want to go check it out. So I think I'm going to go there this week. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you have to be intentional with wherever you're going to go, whether it's a coffee shop or, you know, a library or something like mm-hmm. that, you have to be able to be like, all right, I'm being intentional. I mean, you got a study nook at the library to be intentional mm-hmm. about that. That's you're setting yourself up for success. Um, so we talked about establishing a place. Uh, what are some other things that help manage time management or class management? Using a planner. It sounds very simple, but I used a planner all through like grade school because they had planner checks. Right. And then when those went away in high school, I was just flying by the seat of my pants and it was <laughs> ugly all four years. How many classes did you miss? I didn't miss any classes. I just oh, okay. would, I was terribly unorganized, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> and so I'm slowly trying to build this organization. And I know my mom would always tell me, just use a planner. And because my mom was telling me to do it, I didn't want to. And finally, this year is when I've more consistently actually used mm-hmm. a planner. And last semester, towards the end of things, I kind of got away from using my planner. And I realized a drastic difference. So if you aren't a planner user, people who do use planners, this probably sounds insane. They're like, how do you function? Not well. But <laughs> if you have a planner, like, trust me, use a planner in like, it can just be one that you buy at Target. You don't have to do, like, a bullet journal or you make it look all pretty. Just write things down as they come to your brain so you remember to do them because I'll just forget it. Mm-hmm. And then the reward of being able to cross something off or when someone asks you if you've done something and you get to say yes right. and not, oh, thank you for reminding me. It's so rewarding. Use a planner. <laughs> now, uh, the reward of crossing something off, I love that. I love I love the check mark. 
Now, earlier we were talking about it, Allie, and you were talking about you have post-it notes. Yes. So basically each day I get a post-it note and I try and write out everything that I want to do for that day or kind of everything that I have going on on one post-it note and then things that I have to do on another. Um, So I'll write out my schedule and then write out different things that I want to get done for that day. And I'll put them on my laptop on either side of the little kind of trackpad um, just because it'll help me visualize and remember like, okay, this is what I have to get done. I have this appointment at 2 p.m. and I'm going to go to the coffee shop for a half hour in between and just try and work ahead on things. I think a lot of college students struggle with Mm self-care and that includes sleeping an adequate amount of time. It includes eating nutritionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like even when you're going to your 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 study space, taking like healthy snacks Mm -hmm. with you. Um, It also includes exercise, doing things that are good to get your body moving. And, um, you know, the the literature tells us that college students are bad at all of those things, but those things actually um, help your academic performance. Those are most important. Those are really important to your academic performance. And so making that time in your calendar to, you know, eat, that's important, Hmm. to sleep at a healthy time and place and also to to do some physical activity is really valuable. Now we talked about this peak performance, this flow um, Mm -hmm. and studies show that if you aren't in a place, um, if you are in a place where you get interrupted, you were mentioning like seeing somebody, like if you are in the CMC on the first floor and a buddy comes in, they're like, Hey, what's going on? You're like, Oh man, this is great. Uh, That's, what did you guys say? 30 minutes, 45 minutes gone. Like just at least five. It depends. It depends. I I have really good friends. Okay. We (laughs) share life. No, you're right. Uh, it depends, but getting back into that peak performance, it takes 30 minutes, 20 minutes to get back into that zone, Mm -hmm. uh, that flow. Mm -hmm. So removing those opportunities for interruption goes right back to that intentional Mm -hmm. place uh, so also another thing, don't work in your bed. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. It, I've tried to sit down in my bed and say, okay, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to get this done. And it just does not work out well. I think it's, I get distracted and then I'm like, okay, I'll just take a five minute break. And then my five minute break turns into me watching an episode of <laughs> Netflix. And then it just, this kind episode of, is sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of um, builds up and the breaks get longer and longer. And then I just realize that I'm not productive. And sometimes because I can lack on that self-care aspect a little bit, if I try and sit down in my bed, I might fall asleep because I'm so tired from everything else that I did during the day. But um, I just found that I cannot get work done in my bed and even in my house. So I... If I know I have to do something, I need to leave and go somewhere else. Yeah, it's that instance of your brain already associates your bed Mm -hmm. with sleep, so you're going to fall asleep. But then if you work through that, you're going to associate your bed with work, and then you're not going to be able to sleep. Right. So let things be for the use they were made for. (laughs) I love that. So we've talked about um, time management, but we keep skirting this subject that is very important. I think we should discuss it. Self-care. How often do you think one incoming students know, know their self-care, meaning like, I love doing this thing and that makes me feel, you know, 
filled up, ready to take on things, you know, energized and all that. Do you think students are aware of what they need to do for self-care? And also, of course, they don't do self-care. So what are some Mm self-care tips? This isn't a makeup tutorial YouTube video, (laughs) but like what are some self-care tips that would be beneficial to try out? So I think that especially coming from high school into college, you are so used to that routine. Like Kirsten was saying, you have that eight to three day and that day is jam-packed with classes that you're told to take and that you have to take. Right. Um, and then after school, you may have extracurricular activities that you go to. And then after those extracurricular activities, you get home at about six o'clock and then you have to do your homework. And it's just like this ongoing routine of everything that you have to do. And then I feel like when you come to college, you have this choice of, okay, these are the classes that I want to take. This is what I want to be involved in. And then um, you kind of have more time But I didn't really realize the importance of self-care until this year because I am the type of student who loves to get involved. I got involved as soon as I got to campus and I just wanted to dive right in. And sometimes like it was great because I met so many people and I have so many different friends in various organizations that I am so thankful for. But when I'm so busy, it takes a toll on myself. And I've realized that in order to be the best person that I can possibly be, I have to take care of myself because if I don't take care of myself, like who is, who's going to your mom, Um, she's going to (laughs) drive up. Well, my, my mom calls me and reminds me about eating and about sleeping. And and then my grandma often calls me. I love her. She calls me to check in and make sure that I'm doing okay. But you know, it's really important to, to make sure that you take the time that you need to just kind of sit down and relax and, One thing that my cross country and track coach, she used to tell me um, was, well, she knew how involved I was. And she told me that I just needed to sit down and just breathe for a little bit. And she encouraged me to get this app. I forget what the name of it was, um, but it was just kind of like a meditation app. And it took three minutes out of my day. And it just kind of calmed me down from everything that I was stressed about. Right. And that was really helpful. Um, But also just making time for my friends and like seeing the people that I love um, and just making sure that I'm connecting with them because that's super important. And like human connection is so valuable. Right. Um, So that's part of like my self care. Other people's may be different just because of their personalities and their, um, their different needs. But I think one thing is in high school, a lot of my self care things were making videos Mm -hmm. or doing something like that. And now that that's actually what, my classes are about that kind of what was my self-care isn't anymore because it's something that I have to do now. Right. So sometimes taking a class of interest that's outside of your like field is can be looked at as self-care, but that is still work. So whether it be like yoga, Mm -hmm. something like that with meditation or journaling or just finding a hobby that you just do for yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, especially for me, something that I struggle at and want to implement more is connecting back to my creativity because yeah. if you have to be creative on the fly or be creative because you have to get it done for a class or something, it's really hard. Right. And then I get really hard on myself about that. Mm-hmm. So connecting back to, oh, you still are a creative person and using a different outlet to reach that is really, really important to me, but I often don't do that. So a couple things um, that 
we have on campus that can help you with that. You mentioned taking a class outside of your subject or your main major. Um, you can take an elective for as a pass-fail credit. Um, so like if you wanted to take a drawing class or a creative writing class, you could take an elective as a pass-fail. And as long as you get a D in the class, you pass the class mm-hmm. and you get the credit hours. But it's something that maybe takes some of the stress of, you know, trying to achieve, you know, an A in a class, but still explore that sort of personal interest. We also have in our health and sports science area, what I call activity classes, um, which are just one credit hour classes on topics like yoga or Pilates or fencing, <laughs> um, athletic topics. Fencing? Fencing yes. is at a class this semester. Fencing that one sounds and like two. stress relief and self-care. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get a credit hour for a class. And those classes sometimes are built into what we call a mod, which is a half semester class. And so then it's built into your schedule, which I really like because it becomes part of your routine. Um, And then student organizations, I think also like being a part of our um, various campus ministry organizations to fulfill your spiritual interests or you know, I think we have a yarn club that mm-hmm. does knitting. Um, There's a ukulele things. club. Yeah. So those are also things that can be great for self-care and nurturing. That's so cool. All of the different mm-hmm. aspects. Of and your- a good way to make friends with common interests. Yeah. Yeah. Just finding people who share those interests with you, whether it's in different clubs or organizations or even within your classes, will make your time at Capital so like that much better because you have people to share your your happiest moments with um and you have people who will be there for you when things get when things get hard um but just ha- making those friendships and forming those lifelong connections is something that I've really found is so important and it's what makes cap fam real and it's what makes capital capital right, right. We also, I do want want to say too, that we do have a campus counseling service through Mm -hmm. our Center for Health and Wellness. And so as part of your capital tuition and fees, you are eligible to um, get counseling if you find that you are experiencing stress or anxiety or um, depression. Um, Those are things that college students grapple with. And so we do have campus um, counseling services through the Center for Health and Wellness. And we also have Um, support for students who are struggling in their classes through um, our office for academic um, success. So you can get tutoring and you can go to the writing center or get coaching. If you're having trouble with time management organization Mm -hmm. in the the Center for Academic Success, we have both students who are trained to coach you on those strategies, but also professional staff members. So they're just amazing resources on campus that students can take advantage of. All at your fingertips. Yeah. And one thing that um, my sorority has actually done very well this past year was putting a strong emphasis on making sure that students know what academic resources are available for them. Right. And we actually had a speaker come in from Academic Success Uh, Ashley Sasala, she came in and spoke to our chapter about syllabus, like syllabus mapping and writing everything down in your planner and making sure you know when due dates come. And that was just a small event with 60 girls for our chapter meeting. But it kind of forced people to realize, okay, like this is what academic success is all about. And it, it doesn't have to be for just when you're struggling. It could be for when you need 
to get yourself organized for the semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing that is a constant um, kind of journey is that realizing that your academics or are like the reason that you're here and right. um, making sure that you're doing everything that you possibly can to make sure that you're successful in those classes. So whether it's meeting with your professors, going to academic success and building a relationship with a peer tutor or an academic coach, um, or even making a study group outside of class to kind of build those friendships and you'll have friends in your class and people that you can go study with late at night before an exam. Oh, can I tap into something that she just said about you meeting with your professors? Tap, tap away. Okay. She said it really, Allie, you said this really quickly, but I want to emphasize how important it is meeting with your professors. So faculty at Capital come here because, because we like CapFam too. <laughs> like we really chose to be at an institution that cares a lot about students and forming relationships. And so we chose to come to an institution where teaching is highly prioritized and right. getting to know students outside of class is an opportunity for us. And so we all have office hours. And I think students are a little intimidated about that because in high school, if you're getting called into somebody's office, it's like a punishment or a scary thing. Um, But faculty publish their office hours on their syllabus. And those are just stop by. And it doesn't have to be because you're struggling Mm -hmm. in the class. It's like, stop by and tell me what you're interested in my class or ask me a question about something that's related to my subject that you want to know more about or, you know, see if I know anybody that might be a good internship connection for you or just let me know who you are as a person so that I can be a better teacher to you in my mm-hmm. class. And and truthfully, a lot of times we sit in our office hours and no student drops by and um, and we want them to. So, and Allie has been yeah. great at that. I know Allie because she's in a major that is in my area, but she really has gotten to know her faculty. It is something that, I mean, even professionally and personally, uh, one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was surround yourself with people that are better than you mm-hmm. and you'll have no choice but to succeed and mm-hmm. get better. Uh, and so as a college student, you're surrounded by faculty who have experienced things that you have yet to experience and they have wisdom and all this stuff. So you're already surrounded by people that are better than you and they want you to take advantage of their time experience. And I mean, they're giving their resources to you. You just got to come get them. Mm -hmm. And the constant encouragement that I've received from faculty, um, I know my first semester here, I took a marketing course and that was kind of what got me interested in the field. And it was such a difficult transition for me just because coming from high school, taking my first college course, um, but it was something that I had to work through and I found so much passion for the field because of my marketing professor, Claire Adams. And I just saw so much passion that she had for marketing and it kind of instilled that in me. And I don't have her for any classes, but I know where her office is. I stop in regularly just to even pop in and visit because your professors, they are faculty at Capitol, but they have become my friends because right. I know that I can go to them with any questions that I have. And I know that they will be my biggest cheerleaders when um, things are going really well or when I might need help with something. Right. Wow. This is really good. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're out of time. Like, we went over. I have oh. class at 11. What time is it? Uh, oh, 10 59. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mary Claire. Bye. <laughs> so, thank you guys yeah. for being here. We're just thanks gonna- for having us.
<laughs> this is awesome. Uh, really appreciate your guys' time. And uh, yeah, we'll just